Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. More specifically, we continue the club-by-club NRL 2024 season preview series. Today, we're going to be jumping into the Sydney Roosters. Uh, Now, with the season so close, I am going to be pumping out the rest of these previews, which are uh, seven, including this. They're going to be coming out thick and fast. Now, before we jump into the proceedings today... Uh, We're talking about 2024. There's already been a couple of uh, tidbits of information. Some changes in 2025. And no, not just Joseph Swali'i to Rugby Union. Uh, It seems like Joey Manu also going to head that way. Uh, A massive loss, especially uh, me being a Kiwi. Joey Manu, uh, as far as the New Zealand Kiwis at international level, that's a massive loss for us. Uh, and a massive loss for rugby uni- uh, rugby league rather in general. Not confirmed, but does look like that's going to happen. What has been confirmed, an absolute stalwart of the Roosters Ford pack, Jared Wairia Hargraves. This will be his last season with the Tricolours. Uh, reportedly looks to be heading off to Hull Kingston Rovers in the Super League. Uh, what an absolute body of work he will leave behind at the Chooks. And I think it works pretty nicely. Waria Hargreaves still at the peak of his powers. Honestly, I, I haven't seen him decline too much. Still a very valuable part of this squad. Uh, Spencer Lenu, who arrives at the club from the Panthers, uh, he may bide his time on the bench this year. And going forward, uh, it could be time for Lindsay Collins, which it already is, and Spencer Lenu as the starting front rowers. So it's been confirmed. Jared Waria Hargreaves will be his last season at the club. Potentially, that will free up some coin for the club to hold on to someone like Terrell May. Uh, So a few parts for 2025 already beginning to shift. But today, all about the Roosters for 2024. What's in store? Uh, Well, I'll go through their squad, what their best 17 looks like, the X-Factor player, uh, which I've picked for every club, most influential, uh, and someone in for a massive year. I've also got the one to watch. I've picked one young player from every club to keep an eye on in this coming season. I'll talk about gains and losses, uh, briefly touch on the draw, and yeah, a couple of other things. Today, mostly about the preview element, but at the end, uh, which is very much secondary, I will give my ladder prediction. Uh, So as it stands, I've gone through 10 teams in the competition. I think I only have one team in the top eight. So the next few uh, I do have as top eight teams. I'll preface with that. Right now, the only team in my predicted top eight, uh, I have the Cowboys in sixth place. Where do I have the Roosters? Well, I will tell you at the end of the podcast, but now it is time to get amongst it. Now with the Roosters, uh, they have had previous success under Trent Robinson, the coach. His first year at the club, 2013, wins the Premiership. 
I also went back to back with the club only a couple of years ago. It seems like almost a lifetime ago now that the Panthers have arrived on the scene. Uh, but with the Roosters, I, I think we do give them a lot of credit for that era of success. They've had a poor couple of seasons. Now they have hit some remarkable form at points in both, but they haven't been the premiership powerhouse that we have known them to be. Now I think a lot of that comes uh, from the premature retirements of Jake Friend, Boyd Cordner, uh, also the Morris twins departing. There's been a lot of experience leave the club. They also lost a guy like Sam Verrills. Our roost is still as good as a lot of us give them credit for. Uh, we're going to dive into that today. 2023, a poor start. They managed to get into finals with a huge win over the Rabbitohs, but nothing huge following that. So I don't think it was a pass, pass mark, honestly. You had Tedesco down on form. There was a bit of drama around Jason Riles, Joseph Swali'i, and his defection to rugby union. Sam Walker gets dropped during the season, ends up coming back into the team at a very important time of year and stars for the team. So it was a bit of a turbulent season. But I still expect Roosters to be firmly in the mix this year. They've made a lot of changes around their squad. I let a few guys go, but they've brought some pretty quality names in. But before I get into the squad, uh, I'm going to have a look at the coaching staff first. Trent Robinson, uh, obviously he is the main man when it comes to the coaching staff. Uh, you're never going to question Trent Robinson. Like going into this season, there's not really any chat of all oh, Robbo's under pressure because we know what he can offer. And what Trent Robinson can offer is a lot Three premierships already at the Roosters uh, has managed to navigate some tricky situations. Obviously, Boyd Corner, their early retirement through concussion, Jake Friend. They're still making finals year in, year out. But given you've got, you know, Nick Politis and that this really is one of the glamour clubs of the NRL, top four, I think, is the mark that really they should be at. And Trent Robinson, he's done it before. He's finished in the minor premiership placing a number of times. Interesting season ahead. He's not under any pressure, but Roosters, in my opinion, have been a bit underwhelming considering the strength of their roster. And they do get some benefits, like third-party deals, things like that. I'm a Warriors fan, not a salty one, so I don't really care. But they do get benefits. Same with teams like the Broncos. So realistically they should be finishing in the top four that'll be a challenge ahead of trent robinson uh, one of many i'm sure given roosters will be under the microscope as far as assistance at the club matt king an epic player in his day uh, i mostly remember matt king killing it for the melbourne storm been coaching for a while and he really steps up in a major way again this year given that jason riles are no longer with the club in a coaching capacity. Justin Holbrook, he's a name you may recognize. Uh, well, he's also going to be an assistant at the Roosters as well as being the Papua New Guinea head coach at international level. Holbrook, he has a wealth of knowledge to offer. Like this is a very sound signing to the club and he's been an assistant previously. Funnily enough, 
when the Roosters uh, were at the peak of their powers. So Justin Holbrook back in the mix. That is a really big addition that I don't think is being spoken about enough. Some other familiar names as assistant coaches. One Boyd Cordner, one Jake Friend. So whilst they don't have them in a playing capacity anymore, they've stepped up to assistant coaches within this side. Uh, so it's a big responsibility for them. Halves coach, Cooper Cronk, another recognisable name. Uh, I didn't fart, that was this cheap fucking Kmart chair. And New South Wales Cup coach, Brett Morris. Uh, if I went to the game, I'd probably be like, holy shit, Josh Morris. I didn't realise he was the coach. Uh, Brett Morris, New South Wales Cup coach. So they've got some pretty fucking handy names in and around the coaching lineup. As far as the captain, James Tedesco. Uh, look, it's a big ask, captaining this club, a lot of challenges. He's coming off a lean year, a lean year. But honestly, still, for like the average NRL player, would be a fucking awesome year. It's just we hold him to such a high standard. It's going to be bounce back season though. Tedesco's not going down without a fight. Obviously, there are origin implications now that there's a new coach. He was the captain of the New South Wales Blues. Uh, so we don't know exactly what happens there. Does he hold on to his position? Well, here's my pick. I think he does. I think Tedesco bounces back uh, in one of those seasons, just to remind everyone, kind of like a, you know, oh, you forgot. You forgot what I'm all about. Uh, so unfortunately for oppositions, I think Tedesco bounces back. I really do. He leads with his actions. I wonder, maybe... If you give someone else the captaincy and just let him play. Uh, but that's for Trent Robinson to decide. James Tedesco, not just the captain. Uh, I've also gone with him as my pick for the Roosters X Factor player this season. I know he's coming off a quote unquote poor year, uh, but his previous years were exceptional. I think he bounces back in a big way, as I said. He's got the motivation to keep his blue spot. He's also got plenty of hungry youngsters at the Roosters. And given that Joey Manu, Joseph Swali'i, two other world-class fullbacks, have been kept out of that position by Tedesco, uh, now that both of them are leaving the club, well, there are going to be eyes on Tedesco, but he is such a class player, I will be surprised if he doesn't bounce back. I think about halfway point through the year, all this chat if uh, Tedesco's down on form, I think it'll be different chat. I think it's going to be a different narrative. I think a lot of the chat instead is going to be, fuck, how good's James Tedesco going? Slash, oh yeah, that's right. He's fucking awesome. So that's my pick as far as the X Factor player. He's got so much attacking weaponry, uh, not just with his ball playing, but also with his running of the ball. Uh, spine combinations, Luke Carey, they know each other's game inside out. Sam Walker, they need to go the pick and stick so that they can really get their reps in. Uh, and the hectic cheese. The spine is one of quality. And James Tedesco really is the cherry on top. He's the last line of defense. Uh, that's one of the strongest points of his game. It's not just his attack, but actually what he offers in defense. When the Roosters are looking to a guy, who brings that X factor? Who could be the difference between winning the premiership and missing out, James Tedesco. He's my pick for X Factor player, and that's my first call of the podcast. 
I say James Tedesco bounces back big time. Roosters gains, Roosters losses for 2024. Uh, we'll start with the gains. And here's just an interesting side gain on a train and trial deal. Uh, I reckon he'll be playing New South Wales Cup this year for the Roosters. I'd be surprised if he plays in the NRL. Michael Jennings. Michael Jennings, another familiar name. Uh, so, yeah, I think he'll be playing New South Wales Cup. There is very healthy competition already with guys like Billy Smith, Joey Manu, Joseph Swali'i for a centre position, but an interesting gain. Um, Spencer Lenu, probably the biggest one of the lot, both, both physically uh, and in terms of what he can offer. Coming from the Panthers, where he was involved in two of the grand finals, uh, and now... I mean, he was stuck behind Fisher Harris and Moses Leota. And with Jared Warrior Hargraves about to depart, now Spencer Lenu has his chance to be the man. Because it's hard to be the man in a team with James Fisher Harris and Moses Leota when they're getting the majority of the minutes. And Spencer, he played a fantastic role, a really important one coming off the bench. I think he's good enough to start. I think he's good enough to be the man alongside Lindsay Collins. Uh, so that is a huge gain, especially when teams like the Roosters, uh, not the Roosters, sorry, the Bulldogs were getting all these ex-Panther guys. I thought they would be in the box seat. Huge get for the Roosters. Dominic Young also coming to the club. Uh, I think that is a massive signing as well. When the Roosters shift to their right, I mean, they're lethal. They've got Joey Manu out there, Sam Walker, and of course, Tedesco sweeping on that side. Dominic Young is the ultimate finisher. So out on that wing, I think he's going to continue to develop in leaps and bounds. Uh, he was tremendous for the Roosters this past season. Or not the Roosters. I've lost the fucking plot for the Knights. Uh, Dominic Young was fantastic for the Knights last season. I think it would be fantastic for the Roosters this season. And if you couldn't get enough... Of the Young family, well, his brother, Alex Young, also coming to the club, uh, played in the World Cup for Jamaica Man. Lewis Murphy, uh, he is also coming over from the UK. Um, he, I don't know where he played, but he's a promising young winger. Biggest ones are those, obviously, in terms of gains, Spencer Lenu, Dominic Young. The losses, uh, just casting my eye, nothing... It is like an alarming loss. There are definitely role players and things like that, but it seems like Roosters, given that they have kind of missed the mark in the last couple of seasons, are just a bit of a roster shakeup without, you know, flicking any of the Tedescos or fucking Sam Walkers and things like that. Uh, losses. Fletcher Baker, he's off to the Broncos. I think he's one that, you know, we're going to see a better version of Fletcher Baker at a club that probably needs him more right now. Uh, so I think it works well for both parties. Fletcher Baker off to the Bronx. Jackson Paolo, Matt Lodge, uh, and Nathan Brown all off to Manly. Anthony Seabold just couldn't get enough of the Roosters, guys. Paul Momorowski is off to Leeds. Drew Hutchison to the Roosters. And the fucking hell. I've done that like four times. My bad. Drew Hutchison is off to the Bulldogs. That is where he's off to. As is Jake Turpin. Corey Allen went to the Dragons, but is injured. 
and Ben Thomas, two first names. He is also departing the club. So those are the gains and losses. Most definitely the notable ones there are Spencer Lenu and Dominic Young. All right, let's keep things moving along. Excuse me whilst I just pull up my notes. Uh, the best 17 for the Sydney Roosters. What is their team going to look like in season 2024? Now, a lot of this is just an educated guess. I'm not sure exactly what the 17 for the Roosters will be, uh, but let's have a look, shall we? We'll start with the fullback position. Uh, James Tedesco, captain, my X-Factor player. Uh, that is his position, no doubt. I think things would have got a little more interesting if Joey Manu was set to stay or Joseph Swali'i was sticking around at the club. Uh, but given that both are set to depart at season's end, you would imagine Tedesco uh, stays locked in as the team's fullback. So yeah, as I mentioned, Swali'i and uh, of course Joey Manu will be the depth options. And over the course of the year in reserve grade, junior grades and things like that, uh, Roosters will have to have a look uh, and maybe going forward who that next man up will be for the fullback position. Uh, but James Tedesco, he'll start the year there. On the wings, uh, Daniel Tupo and I believe Dominic Young will play on the right. They didn't bring him over to play reserve grade. Uh, in the centres, I've got Joey Manu and Joseph Alcuso Swali'i. But that's where things get interesting. Billy Smith, does he start the year in reserve grade? He could be the unlucky one to miss out. Or, you know, Swali'i can play on the wing. So he'll be competing with the likes of Dominic Young, Billy Smith, for a position in the team. Uh, really interested to see, especially for Vegas in round one, who misses out in this back five. Uh, as far as depth, if Billy Smith does miss out, he'll be the next man up in the centres. Uh, for the wing position, I think if there's an injury on the wing, they'll move Swali'i from centre to wing, bring Billy Smith in. Uh, but Junior Paunga, who had a great season last year, a Warriors junior as well, so you better believe I fucking love myself some Junior Paunga. Uh, and yeah, he'll be floating around looking to add some more tallies. Tallies? I can't speak English. More games to his first grade tally. So yeah, back five, really interesting. Some established stars there. Two big names who are heading off at season's end. Uh, and yeah, it looks like one of these guys is going to miss out, presumably one William Smith. I am legend. Uh, Luke Carey will play in the six. Uh, that I don't think is any secret. Sandon Smith is the most likely backup if there is an injury in the half. So Sandon Smith, potentially Connor Watson if Carey goes down. Uh, and Carey's halves partner... A guy who, look, these two haven't gelled perfectly together, uh, but it's a big season. They've had time uh, to grow their combination, and now they know what each other's strengths are. They know what their deficiencies are. I think if they can build a game plan where Kiri and Sam Walker can work together in cohesion, look out. I mean, if it clicks, it, it's as good as any in the competition, any halves pairing. So we'll have to see how that goes. It is a massive year for young Sam Walker. Obviously, after getting dropped last year, 
coming back at the end of the year, kicking two highly important field goals. Now it seems like, yeah, he needs that full season. At times, it can be beneficial. Trent Robinson has dropped other players to reserve grade in the past. Uh, Joey Manu, he did it to Joey Manu when Joey was a bit younger in his career. I did it to someone like Latrell Mitchell. He's done it to Sam Walker, but now, I think lesson learned, Walker's gone down to reserve grade. I had to kind of take that on the chin. I don't see a whole lot of point now, if he is that guy you want long term, uh, in dropping him this year. I think he needs the full season. He's had a bit of time to add some muscle to his frame uh, to help him actually physically get through the full season. Uh, and it is a massive year in general for Sam Walker. So Kiriam Walker in the halves. I believe Sandon Smith is the next man up. In the front row, Jared Wairia Hargraves. Uh, many premierships for this club. An absolute stalwart of this Ford pack. His final year. Can he sign off with another premiership? We will have to see. Uh, but what an important part of this Roosters outfit he has been. Pairing with him in the front row, Lindsay Collins, uh, who's been quality for a while, but I feel like in the last year or two, he's gone from quality to being world-class, like absolutely a world-class front row forward. And a lot of plaudits will go to the likes of Payne Haas, Adam Fanua Blake, Joseph Tarpane, uh, and fairly so. Lindsay Collins is right up in that same conversation. Uh, whilst he doesn't bring the same skill set or freakish just you know something that an Adenfanua Blake can do uh, but Lindsay Collins in my estimation he is in the absolute top tier of front rowers so Jared Warrior Hargraves passing the torch now and it will be big Lindsay's job uh, to now be the enforcer going forward you've got the hectic cheese in the number nine Brandon Smith who came over uh, a pretty highly publicised deal from the Melbourne Storm. Uh, obviously his path to playing nine at Melbourne blocked by Harry Grant. Uh, so he's come over to the Roosters, did so last year. It wasn't the best year, both for club and for Brandon Smith. Uh, I still firmly believe that he is indeed a number nine and that the Roosters have made the right call. So another call I'm going to put into this podcast uh, I've said Tedesco is going to bounce back. Uh, I think Brandon Smith bounces back in a big way as well. Uh, and I think we're going to forget a lot about what was a pretty lean 2023 for him. Uh, so as far as the front row, Warrior Hargraves, he's got premierships to his name, international experience, Hectic Cheese, a premiership to his name, international experience, Lindsay Collins played for the Kangaroos, he was Queensland's best in the Origin Series last year. Uh, I, don't, I can't remember if he has a premiership. He may have played off the bench for the Roosters. Uh, don't quote me on that, uh, but far out. That's a front row you can set your watch to. Back row, I find highly interesting. Now, on one side, not sure whether it will be left or right, I do have Nat Butcher as one of the back rowers. He is now a senior player at the club. He's been around for ages. Uh, and when he first was emerging, Nat Butcher was a prospect. They had all these crazy names. Sonny Bill Williams 
was at the club. Obviously, Jared Warrior Hargraves was in his absolute prime. Uh, there are a few other guys in the mix as well. Of course, Boyd Cordner. Now, fast forward to 2024. Nat Butcher is 100% one of the senior players at this club. So I think, could be wrong, but I believe that in his career, he's probably passed that bench role now. I have Nat Butcher in one of the back row positions. So with one spot presumably open, this is where things get quite interesting. Who do Roosters play in the other back row position? I've got four potential names here. Siwa Wong, he finished the year there in the final series and was a standout. Uh, he's been praised by the likes of Gus Gould. Roosters have a huge opinion of him. Do they unleash him starting in the back row? Do they find a place on the bench for him? Uh, Siwa Wong, definitely going off the final series last year, seems like he's NRL ready and probably doesn't need any more time in the New South Wales Cup. So Siwa Wong, I think he is a strong contender. Uh, you've also got someone like Egan Butcher. Angus Crichton, who three or four years ago, uh, I mean, he is a lock for the back row position. Uh, now, I'm not honestly sure, especially with talk, uh, he may be off at season's end. There was, of course, the bungled deal with the Western Force, uh, where he was set to go to Super Rugby. Probably, honestly, for his career, uh, better that he didn't. I love rugby. I really do. But, like, Super Rugby right now, it's not a very hot property, if you feel me. Especially, again, no offense, the Western Force. So, Angus Crichton, where does he fit in? At his best... Well, gee whiz, you'd have to start him, but yeah, interesting times on that front. Uh, Satili Tupo Niua, he's another one. Uh, we've seen a bit of him during the trials, uh, starting in the back row. He's coming off injury, and yeah, I mean, competition for spots, right? Big competition for back row spots. You've got Wong, Butcher, Crichton, Satili Tupo Niua. So we'll have to see who can snare that round one starting position. In the lock Ford jersey, uh, Victor the Inflictor. It's going to be Victor Radley. And the key for Victor this year, I think really important if Roosters do want to push for top four honours uh, and then from there kick on to the Premiership, you would love to see Victor stay on the field. And it's kind of hard. The modern day game, far out. You know, you do anything and you get suspended. You fucking fart you probably get suspended for two weeks. So for Victor Radley, again, it's going to be about that controlled and contained chaos. Cannot afford to be getting sin-binned, uh, which again, in the modern day, all it takes is an accidental slip, contact with the head. You don't even have to make heavy contact with the head. You're spending 10 minutes in the bin. Now, Victor Radley, when he's on field, as that modern day lock forward, his ball playing is exquisite. He defends as tough as any player in the game. Uh, he's got everything you need in your number 13, but the most important thing for Victor Radley is to be on the field as much as possible. So that will be a goal, no doubt. Uh, so just quickly, my starting 13, I've got Tedesco at fullback, Tupo and Dominic Young on the wings, uh, Joey Manu and Joseph Akuso Swali'i in the centres, Kiri Walker in the halves, Hargraves, Cheese, and Lindsay Collins up front. 
a bit of a back row battle for the positions on the edge uh, and Radley at 13. Now for the bench, Connor Watson at 14. Missed last season through injury. That 14 role definitely appears to be tailor-made for him. Uh, It's what he was playing before he did get injured. Sandon Smith will be one competing with him, but I would say Connor Watson starts the year off the pine. Spencer Lenu. Now, potentially they might might start Spencer and bench Jared Warrior Hargraves. We'll have to see, but there is no doubt Spencer Lenu in the best 17. Terrell May. Gee whiz, this is another epic front rower. So when you look at the Roosters' middle stocks, Spencer Lenu. I mean, without taking Fisher, Harris or Leota, when you look at Penrith's dominance through the middle, fuck, the guy that came available, Spencer Lenu, his best years are still in front of him. So Spencer Lenu, Terrell May, Hargraves, Collins, Radley through the middle. That's world class, especially Terrell May, Spencer Lenu off the bench. That's something in a tight game and the six again era that can completely swing the momentum of the contest. So that's what I've got as the best 17. Uh, as far as the final bench spot, I've got a little arrow pointing back to that back row battle uh, where I had Wong, Egan Butcher, Angus Crichton and Satili. Uh, one of them will get the back row position. One spot on the bench. Does it go to Angus Crichton? Uh, Egan Butcher has been in their 17 regularly for the last couple of years. So we'll have to see what happens there. Sticking on the theme of the Roosters squad, now I'm going to go through all the players on their list. This will be much quicker because most of them I've literally just spoken about. But I'm going to tell you their top 30 right now for the Roosters, 26 of 30 spots filled. So there are still four openings. Do they go to train and trial players? Do they upgrade a development player? Are they keeping those spots open just in case something happens mid-year? You never know what kind of players may come onto the market. So right now it's a top 26. I've also got the Roosters development players here. And yeah, a couple of names for the trials this weekend. Roosters, uh, given they've gone to Vegas, their trial team list this weekend is exclusively reserve grade and juniors. So there weren't too many recognisable names in there. Uh, The names I did recognise for the trials this weekend, Dylan Napa, he's back in the mix. Uh, Zach Sadler, who's been in and around NRL systems for a while. Uh, And then, yeah, the rest of the squad, pretty much unknown to me, to be honest. Now, Roosters, NRL squad. Here we go. Egan Butcher, Nat Butcher, the Butcher brothers, Lindsay Collins, Angus Crichton, Zach Docker-Clay. He's a bit of a journeyman, and I mean that in the most respectful way. But he spent time at the Tigers. I think he spent time at the Panthers. He's been pretty sure at the Eels. He's been over in the UK in the Super League. Last year, uh, he was signed to play with the North Sydney Bears in the uh, New South Wales Cup, who are the feeder affiliate side uh, for the Roosters. Now, Zach Docker-Clay, coming through the grades, he was a half, or he played dummy half. Last year for the Bears, he played this lock forward role uh, that we've really seen revolutionised in the last few years. 
I think he's found his position. Zach Docker Clay, I know it was just at cup level, uh, but he was superb, outstanding all year, one of the best in, in the competition. Uh, and yeah, that 13 roll seems to suit him to a T. So I had Watson on the bench in the 14 roll. Uh, someone throughout the season who could definitely play that role won Zach Docker Clay. Luke Keary, uh, Spencer Lenu, Joey Manu, Terrell May, uh, interested to see whether he sticks around at the club. Young Dummy Half, uh, who'll provide some depth for Brandon Smith, Tyler Moriarty, Junior Ponga, Victor Radley, Billy Smith. Billy Smith always interests me because he's such a gun, has had a torrid time with injuries, uh, and last year, just as he's really starting to establish himself, uh, now, you know, he's outside the team. So big season for him. Uh, who else have we got? Excuse me, Brandon Smith. There's a few Smiths. Billy, Brandon, and Sandin Smith. Uh, Joseph Alcuso Swali'i. Wallabies have literally taken out a loan to fucking get this guy over. James Tedesco. Robert Toya. An absolute gun young center. Uh, but I did hear rumblings that he is injured. Uh, so it might be a little bit of time before we see Robert Toya at any level. Daniel Tupo, Satili Tupanua, Jared Warrior Hargraves, Sam Walker, the halfback, massive year for him, Connor Watson, Siwa Wong, Nafahu White, and Dominic Young, who arrives at the club in some unbelievable form. Uh, so that is the main squad. Development players, they've got Lewis Murphy, who I mentioned earlier, uh, I checked his Wikipedia just to, yeah, have a bit more information. Lewis Murphy is 21 years old. He is a winger, played for Wakefield Trinity, who were in the Super League, have since been relegated. Uh, but for Lewis Murphy, 19 tries in 24 Super League games. Pretty decent strike rate. So he's only a prospect, but with Daniel Tupo getting longer in the tooth, uh, Manu leaving, Swali'i leaving, Lewis Murphy, a bit of a project player, and if all goes well there, I mean, goodness gracious, imagine if they have two Englishmen on the wings, Dom Young and Lewis Murphy. Uh, other development players, they've got two back rowers, Ethan Roberts and Blake Steep. You've got Xavier Va'a. Now this is a kid to keep an eye on, a front rower, who may not get much time in the NRL this year, I bet with Jared Warrior Hargraves on his way out, uh, and plenty of young guys emerging at this club. Xavier Va'a is one in the next three or four years uh, who's going to become an important part of this team. Final development player, well, he's the brother of Dominic Young, that being Alex Young. Probably an outside chance to play NRL, but fuck it. He's got the contract, he's got the opportunity, uh, and I'm excited to see what Alex Young can produce. So we've got the squad there. Uh, I know that I've done the X Factor player, uh, but just like the X Factor player, in each podcast I'm also picking one to watch. Uh, now this is one young player from each club to keep an eye on. This is actually the third year that the one to watch series has run, so it's been around for a hot minute. This is the third time uh, I've given out a Roosters one to watch. 2024, I'm going with Nafahu White. Now, there are plenty of competition for spots in the forward pack. 
Uh, but White, who can play back row, he can play lock, he can play front row. He'll be pushing for a spot on the bench. Uh, but my little sneaky tip here, I think if Victor Radley does find himself getting suspended for a number of weeks or something of that nature, I think Nalfahu White could be the one to step in to the 13 jersey. So I think, yeah, he starts the year in reserve grade, but he is one to watch. And I do think throughout the year, uh, when he does get called on, he's going to have an important role. So that's my pick for the Roosters young player to check out this year. Now Fahu White, he hits fucking hard in defense, which is what I really like about him. Uh, I don't think he's going to stray away from any of the contact at NRL level. Has played a handful of games already. Uh, but hasn't had the season where he establishes himself as an NRL player. I think 2024 is that season. One to watch, now Fahu White. Shortly, going to have a look at the draw for season 2024. Uh, but just quickly, Trials Week 1. Roosters naming probably a, or definitely a much stronger side of their players looking to go to Vegas last weekend. Uh, they ended up beating Manly, uh, just came over the top of them. Trial results, not so much important, uh, but there were some good performances. Du, du, du. I can't speak English, sorry. Uh, Dominic Young. Now, he got injured, hurt in a tackle. Um, looks like he may not play in round one, so that will probably open the door for Billy Smith into the centres, probably Swali'i onto the wing. Uh, I felt in the game that the halves really ran the show, Sam Walker and Luke Keary. Uh, so I think, yeah, this is definitely the year for them as a combination to really start to click and do exactly that week to week, run the show. Uh, Satili, he looked fit and firing, which is great considering his injury history. He will really be pressing for a spot in the 17 this year. Uh, I felt like they did have some average defense, the Roosters. I know it was only a trial, uh, but particularly in open space with backline players, uh, Manly were able to burn them out on those edges. So we'll have to see how much that comes into play. Daniel Tupo, uh, after an injury-interrupted season last year, scored a double in the trial. Good way to get himself going for season 2024. Uh, Connor Watson... He had a pretty good showing as well, hence why I think he'll play the 14 role. Uh, so yeah, good trial, great hit out. Now the side in Las Vegas preparing for their season opener. Uh, so good time to have a look at the draw. I've got all their games in front of me. Uh, now I've also got a regular season theory. If you've listened to my NRL content over the last two years, uh, you would be aware of this theory. I split the regular season into three. So phase one uh, is from the season opener up to round 10. Then phase two kicks off. So phase one, essentially, you know, everyone on equal footing to start the year, everyone optimistic. From rounds one to 10, uh, some teams can get off to a hot start. Some teams can get off to a poor one. Uh, and by round 10, things are starting to move. We kind of have an idea who some of the top sides are and most likely who some of the bottom sides are but with phase one probably the main theme is that there is still a lot of footy to be played phase two for me is where things 
uh, it started to get really interesting uh, as far as navigating the draw, navigating origin. So phase two kicks off uh, in magic round and goes through till the end of origin. So phase two, probably the hardest. Uh, phase three is the run home. Once origins finish, you start to look at where you're at on the ladder and uh, make your push toward finals. Or if you're a bit higher on the ladder, really start to make your push toward the premiership. But the most challenging phase of the competition, phase two, magic round through to the end of origin. Uh, so I've broken their draw down. Here is phase one. They will open their season in Vegas up against the Brisbane Broncos at Allegiant Stadium. I am super excited for this. Uh, to have it opening in Vegas, it's different, it's fresh, uh, and I'm all about it. Two of the best teams in the comp as well, Broncos, well, it is their first chance to get back out on the field at NRL level since having their hearts broken by the Prince of Penrith. For the Roosters, uh, well, they're over in Vegas. They are one of the powerhouse teams of the competition. It's time for them in season 2024 to start playing like it. Uh, so that is a banger of an opening. Then in round two, the Roosters will play Manly Seagulls at Four Pines. Round three, so the first three rounds pretty challenging. You've got Vegas, then Manly, who look fully fit. Best 17 out there, Manly, a dangerous side. Round three, Roosters will play their arch nemesis, South Sydney. We all remember what happened at the end of last season. Rabbitohs will be out for revenge. Roosters, well, they'll be looking to continue their role. Round four, another big one. They will play the uh, Panthers, nearly said Roosters again. They will play the Panthers at Allianz. Uh, so they'll definitely be, be highlighting that one on their calendar. Bulldogs in round five. Knights in Newcastle, round six. That's another one that catches my eye. Uh, Knights in Newey, a, a very tough ask. Although Roosters did win in that fixture last year. Uh, Storm at Allianz Stadium, another tricky game. Then in round eight, you've got Anzac Day against the Dragons. Uh, Dragons, my ladder prediction for them was 15th, but Anzac Day is just a different beast. Like, ladder positions go out the window. It's one of those games where, yeah, you just don't know what's going to happen on the day. Round nine, for the second time, Roosters will have to play the Broncos, this time at Suncorp. And in round 10, to finish off the first phase of the regular season, they will play the Warriors at Allianz. My guys, the fucking Warriors. Uh, but Roosters did beat us twice last year. I say us like I was out there making tackles, but they did beat the Warriors twice last year. Uh, what's interesting though, with a pretty tricky start, Roosters are not traditionally strong starters. They usually warm into the competition uh, and really start surging toward the back end of the year. But last couple of years, they've managed to do that, but their first two phases of the season have been dismal enough to the point where they're lower down in the eight uh, rather than top four. Because last two years, Roosters have gone into finals in as good a form as anyone, but they're just not in a ladder position where they can have any margin for error. So can Roosters make a strong start this year? Interested to see. Uh, overall thoughts on phase one of their draw. Uh, obviously, Vegas 
definitely an eye-opening one, uh, given that they're going to start there, and that we don't have any history of you know how that affects a team's season. So that'll be an interesting watch. Uh, Broncos twice in the first 10 rounds, if they are the Brisbane Broncos that we saw last year, or even a better version, uh, that's a big challenge, especially given that no Sydney game in those two Broncos clashes, Vegas and Suncorp. So both technically away games for the Roosters there. Uh, you've also got Panthers in there within the first 10 rounds. Uh, you've got a Newcastle road trip, Anzac Day, your rivals in the Bunnies, Melbourne Storm and the Warriors. So that's a pretty tough first phase of the competition. Definitely no favours there for the Roosters. Uh, and it will be interesting come the end of round 10 to see exactly how many wins do the Roosters have, how many losses. Then, after all those challenging games, I mean, we're just getting started. Phase 2 kicks off Magic Round. Uh, now, I kick Phase 2 off in Magic Round because, yeah, first 10 rounds, everyone's gaining their footing. Magic Round, everyone comes together in one place. It's got this huge feel about it. And that's when, you know, the real next level excitement comes in because finals still a way away but origin around the corner magic round this is where things lift to that next gear i mean for instance last year the best team at the end of phase one were the rabbitos they came undone in phase two uh, so magic round the roosters will play the cronulla sharks uh, that'll be a very interesting matchup round 12 a canberra road trip to play the Raiders, how strong will the Raiders be this year? Uh, that's the question. Round 13, Roosters will play the Cowboys at Allianz, and they will have their first bye in round 14. Good time to freshen up. Round 15, the Chooks will play the Eels. Uh, they'll play the Bulldogs for the second time uh, in Gosford, round 16. And this is a pretty crucial run coming off the bye because they play Tigers round 17 at Allianz, they play Dragons round 18 at Allianz, and then round 19 they have an origin bye round. So from round 14 to round 19 uh, where they have the two byes, sandwiched in between that you have the Eels who missed the eight last year, you have the Bulldogs who were one of the worst sides last year, you had the West Tigers who were the worst side last year, Dragons not far off being the worst side. That's all last year though. Tigers could shoot up the ladder, Bulldogs could do the same, Eels, maybe even the Dragons. Uh, but that stretch of games, considering the challenges in Phase 1, this is a stretch where I think Roosters really need to start hitting their stride uh, over those games. Then, as I said, Round 19, Origin by Round. And for the Roosters, one benefit this year it doesn't seem like they're going to be heavily affected uh, with the origin rounds where they're going to have to field the team without their representative stars. Uh, so the origin front shines pretty favorably uh, upon the Roosters. Now, my thoughts on phase two of the competition, this is the period where I think Roosters are going to start uh, to really hit form because there are a lot of tough games in the first phase. And as I said, off round 14, Eels, Bulldogs, Tigers, Dragons. I mean, if Roosters are this premiership powerhouse, 
that we still believe them to be. They should win all four of those games, take into account that before that they have to buy, after that they have to buy. There is four more competition points right there. Roosters top four should be the goal. Uh, and when I look at that period, I really do see an opportunity there. Uh, but interestingly, if Roosters do drop a couple through that period, could come back to bite them in the arse at season's end. Then after the uh, bye in round 19, I fucking lost my mind. The run home. So Roosters, we imagine they'll be in finals contention, and let's say they do hit their straps in phase two and put most of those lower sides away. This will be their run home toward the finals and potentially challenging for a premiership. Round 20, Roosters will play the Storm in Melbourne. 21, Manly at Allianz. They'll travel to Perth in round 22 to play the Dolphins. Uh, although Dolphins, we saw them in round one last year, get the jump on the Roosters. I think just based on last year, you would rather play the Dolphins toward the back end of the year than the start of the year when everyone's fresh. Round 23, the Roosters have a perfectly timed bye. So 14, 19, and round 23. I think the timing of all of those is going to allow them uh, to rest players that have niggling injuries, navigate the origin period, uh, and then going into round 24, as Roosters like to do, this will be when they're really making their surge toward the Premiership. Round 24, Eels at Allianz. Round 25, Titans on the Gold Coast. Round 26, the Raiders at Allianz. And the Roosters will look to finish strong against the Bunnies. Memories of last season's fixture uh, where a spot in the eight was on the line. Could that be the case again? Will both sides be contenders? We don't know. By round uh, 27, we'll know a hell of a lot more than we do right now. Time for the final assessment for the Sydney Roosters 2024 season. Uh, this is the part where we wrap everything up. I've given most of the preview, uh, and at the very end, secondary to the preview, of course, is the prediction element uh, of where the Sydney Roosters will finish on the ladder. Uh, I did make a couple of side calls throughout the season. Uh, I've picked Queensland to win in the origin again, uh, and as far as my Delhi M pick, that has already been revealed as well. I have locked in Scott Drinkwater from the Cowboys. Uh, but let's jump in to the final assessment for the Roosters. Uh, what are some of the talking points that are garnering a lot of attention right now? Uh, well, the 2025 departures definitely make things interesting. Uh, that's just the way modern rugby league works, where we're already starting to talk about 2025. A ball hasn't even been kicked for this season yet, officially. Uh, but in that uh, kind of realm, Warrior Hargraves, his last season at the Roosters. Joey Manu, his last season at the Roosters. Are those two a bit more long-serving than Swali'i? Uh, so they'll want to go out on a high, most definitely, and their teammates will want to give them the same. So 2025 departures, a talking point. Uh, Sam Walker, no doubt, is going to be a talking point. 
I think this season is going to tell us a lot. Is he the Roosters' long-term half? That has been the vision for the last few years, uh, but if things don't quite work out, it'll be interesting to see what shifts they make. I think Sam Walker has a massive season, uh, and he does cement himself as the Roosters' long-term seven, uh, but that'll be a big talking point. Uh, James Tedesco, how does he bounce back? Does he retain his spot in the Origin Arena? That'll be another watch. Uh, the additions, Dominic Young and Spencer Lenu. Now, these guys are huge additions for the club. Uh, you think about Dominic Young and just how amazing he was out on that right edge for the Knights. Uh, Roosters seemingly making a bit of a play for tall wingers in the modern day kick targets. They signed Jackson Paolo, uh, who's now off to Manly, uh, who was, you know, a tall build. Swali'i, tall build, powerful. Daniel Tupo, the same. Uh, so as far as the prototype of what Roosters are looking for, Dominic Young fits the bill. And I remember last year uh, and years prior, Roosters have some sweet shifts down that right edge. And Jackson Paolo at stages, he was managing to find the try line. Now that Dominic Young is there, they have, I mean, at the end of the line on that right edge, you have an unbelievable finisher. You have someone who's super tall, kick target, even if it's not catching it and scoring, it's batting it back and keeping it in play. Uh, so he's a massive weapon in attack for them. Uh, and if you think about that right edge, Joey Manu combining uh, with Dominic Young, having Sam Walker playing out to that side, it is highly exciting. So Dominic Young, that is a massive get. Uh, I did say during the gains and losses, Roosters, with somewhat of a clean out, they let plenty of guys go uh, who've been in their roster for two or three years. Uh, and they've brought a couple of guys in, one being Dominic Young, uh, who really long-term is such a great get for them. So that's a big talking point, as is Spencer Lenu. Comes over as a premiership-winning player uh, times two. And if you just think about the punch he adds off the bench. Now, going forward, he's a starting player. That, I believe, is why he's left Penrith, because he's too good to be coming off the bench. Uh, but Waria Hargraves final year uh, so spencer they may play him in the same capacity uh, as he was doing at the panthers coming off the bench really swinging momentum uh, his leg drive he's hard to stop he's pretty low to the ground like he's not a huge front rower but he's just he's sturdy and yeah very hard to put down so that is what gets the team on the front foot we've seen it work very well for the panthers now roosters can utilize that and when you think about Spencer Lenu and what he offers, combine that with Terrell May, Lindsay Collins, and Jared Warrior Hargraves. I mean, week to week, opposition packs are going to have to bring their A game if they want to get a platform laid against a team like the Roosters. Uh, so big additions there with Lenu and Young. Uh, another talking point, as I mentioned earlier, Brandon Smith as the number nine. Melbourne Storm. We're playing him as a lock forward. Some people believe that's his best position. He believes he's best as a number nine. He's played there at international level. Has played a chunk there for the Storm as well, uh, where he actually went really well. Uh, so Brandon Smith, just given, you know, he's a personality that likes to express himself. Any poor form and the media will be quick 
uh, to kind of make that a talking point of whether Brandon Smith is a fit in that Roosters number nine jersey. I personally think that he is. You've also got the Las Vegas start next week. Holy shit. So it is so close. And yeah, I just love the fresh feel in Las Vegas. What a way to kick things off. Uh, And final talking point, top four team, question mark. I think if Roosters want to win the premiership, they should be aiming to finish in the top four uh, because it's one thing to have a slow start and kind of hit your straps at the end of the season. But I just, given the team they have, I think anything lower than top four is just, it's really not quite good enough. Like if I was a Roosters fan, top four, absolutely the goal. Uh, So we'll have to watch that. Uh, Now for the final assessment, two more things, uh, then I'm going to make the ladder prediction. The key for the Roosters this year, spine must fire. The 1, 6, 7 and 9. And of course, Radley and Connor Watson, who'll have roles to play within that as well. Big year for the spine, individually and collectively. I've mentioned the halves combination and how I'd like to see them click this year. Tedesco looking to bounce back. Brandon Smith just trying to work out, you know, how does the cheese bring his best game whilst also complementing, you know, Luke Keary, Sam Walker, James Tedesco. Like the job for all of these guys is to play their hand, but not overplay it because all of these guys can make a difference. So collectively, how do they go together? Well, that is the key for the Roosters. Because last year, uh, kind of the conundrum around who would wear the seven jersey, it hampered their season. Uh, So they need to lock it in, be focused. Uh, James Tedesco, he's the one. So it's going to be up to him to fire back form-wise. Kieran Walker, uh, a lot of criticism at times around them as a pairing. I still see a lot of promise and hope there. And Brandon Smith, who I've mentioned a few times. My point of difference for the Roosters, that would be their front row. I think that is a real point of difference for this side this year. Uh, And whilst a few teams, you know, Broncos have Haas and Carrigan, Warriors have Adenfanua Blake, uh, Raiders have a few guys. In the middle, Waria Hargraves, Collins, Terrell May, Spencer Lenu, Egan Butcher, they can compete with any pack in the competition. And... It's, yeah, they've got quantity and quality. Instead of, you know, one game-breaking elite forward, like, say, Adam Fenua Blake is for the Warriors, there's four right there. So at all times, you have a world-class forward on the field. And with Jared departing, this is officially the season where Lindsay Collins becomes the head honcho up front. So that's my point of difference. Roosters in that middle of the field are particularly their front row. Final comments? Well, I'm just bloody excited. The season is so close. I got a few more of these preview podcasts to pump out. So let's get to the prediction. My 2024 ladder prediction for the Roosters, third place. I'm going to pick them to finish third. I think they have a strong season. As I've said, if they want to be that premiership team, I think top four is the mark they should be aiming for. And with Lenu, with Dominic Young, and with the guys they already have at their disposal, this should be a top four team. 
And I think with some of the changes they've made around this roster, they've made them with that in mind. So I think the Roosters can do it. I've picked them to finish third. Are they my premiership pick? No. Uh, Now, when I last did this podcast series in 2022, uh, or going into the 22 season from 2021, confusing, um, I picked the Roosters to win the premiership in 2022, so the year before last. And they didn't, so I'm not picking them here, but I am picking them to finish third from there. I mean, you think of the the Roosters who are famous for firing at the back end of the season. They finish top four, they will be one of the biggest contenders to knock off the powerhouses that have taken over from the Roosters in Penrith. Unbelievable there. So Roosters to finish third. Why? I think they have a solid draw. It's very tough at the start. Uh, As I said in that second phase where I highlighted They've got a string of games, which is where I think they need to win all of those. Maybe drop one of them, but they need to get themselves in form. And then from the run home, well, they could do plenty come finals. They've got motivation, uh, given they went poorly last year for a lot of it. They've got the talent. They've got the additions uh, with some extra guys coming on board. So why Roosters to finish third? Why not? Up next, it's going to be the Cronulla Sharks. So I've got my notes for that one. I'm actually going to record that today. Uh, so Sharky's up next. But before I go, uh, this so far throughout this series is my official predicted ladder. In first spot, blank. Second, blank. Roosters. So, so far, Roosters I have finishing the highest in this series. Uh, fourth, blank. Fifth, blank. Sixth, Cowboys, side call, drink water, Deli M. Seventh, blank, eighth, blank. Ninth, Rabbitohs. Interesting to see how they go this season. Tenth, Eels. I have the Raiders in 11th. Bulldogs, 12th. But I also made a side call in that podcast. Think about the Warriors, what they did last season, or the Cowboys, where they kind of came out of nowhere and went way better than we all thought they would, and even played in the final series. My side call, I picked Bulldogs 11th, but if, or 12th, sorry, but if any team from that lower down on the ladder range is going to shoot up, my call is it's going to be the Bulldogs. 13th, I've gone Manly. I think I could be very wrong about this one. Luke Brooks, goat, killing it in the halves. Ben Trebojevic looked good in the trials. Manly in general. Well, they're pre-season challenge specialists. Uh, Now, there are a few challenges to navigate. And yeah, listen to the podcast if you want to know why I put them 13th. But yeah, that's one I think I could be very wrong about. Like Manly at their best, top four. But if not everything goes their way, we'll have to see. I've got them 13th, but that's one where I'm like, hmm, hmm. I'd be kind of surprised if they finished that low. 14th, I've gone Dolphins. Would be very happy to be proven wrong, though. 15th, Dragons. 16th, Titans. This is one that could go either way. I could be very, very wrong. Like Fafita, Fasil Malawi, Kanan Palacia, arriving at the club, Mo Fotowaka, Kieran Foran, uh, Jaden Campbell, Brimson. 
I don't know if they're going to finish second last, but I had to fucking put all these teams somewhere. Uh, and I went back to last time I did this series for the 2022 season. I had Titans in my eight. And they let me down. So it's like, fuck yous, 16th. And Spoon, Tigers. Would love to be proven wrong here. But yeah, I explained it all in the podcast. Funnily enough, since I made that call, the entire board has gone. David Nofaluma has gone. Shane Richardson's arrived. Luai's been signed. Olam's come to the club. Benji has been given full trust. Like, Tigers move so quickly. Uh, so now they're on an upward trajectory. So I actually think they can finish higher than the spoon. Uh, but the theme of that podcast was to be trusted with a lot. You must first be trusted with a little. So Tigers, my spoon pick. Roosters, I've got them in the top four. And it is the Sharks up next. If you enjoyed today's podcast, best way to stay up to date with all things Not Just a Sports Report is to either follow us on Instagram at Not Just a Sports Report or simply follow us on your preferred podcast platform. You'll be able to see as soon as the Sharks podcast is out. I'll be continuing to finish off this series. And next week on Wednesday, we have the first preview podcast for round zero slash round one. Thank you very much for listening. Our support is always appreciated. And until next time, take care. And there are some trials this weekend, so enjoy the footy.